Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Cover Zero podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells. Week six preview is here, and joining me this week, I teased it on the Wednesday show. Cam is here. Cam is feeling healthy, and again, he's pointing to his San Francisco 49ers hat right now. Uh, (laughs) Only undefeated team in the league right now how are we feeling i mean it's just been dominating team after dominating teams so it's been good, good. <laughs> it's been great uh still got the eagles that undefeated as well but that's okay we'll get them back at uh week, week 13 or something like that oh yeah the eagles the eagles are right i thought they lost the game for some reason either way eagles have not been or have have not looked as good as the niners have looked but nope. Niners and Niners in a real class of their own, and we will get to. Oh yeah, they're playing the Browns this week. That line has holy fuck has that shifted. Uh and we will get to that game. But let's start off with the blind Thursday night football recap. Um, the Denver Broncos are officially on the clock with the number one overall pick. Uh, was an absolute shit kicking from the Chiefs. I mean, we have known that the Broncos do not have a good defense, not a very good team. The offense is league average at best, if not a little bit worse than that. The defense is one of the worst in football. Chiefs were able to do whatever they wanted all over the field, and that Chiefs defense was able to keep Russ and the weapons uh, at bay. I'll put that in air quotes, but was was a game that we could all go to bed at halftime for was an easy chiefs win. I don't know what else there is to say. Yeah. I mean, chiefs don't lose when Taylor Swift is there. So that's all that, <laughs> that, that is true. That is true. But yeah. Like what you said, <laughs> we're going to be going to bed at halftime and uh, everybody will be nice and rested for work on Friday. Yeah. God. Uh, and I guess just one more, just Broncos over- overarching point. Uh, it looks like they're going to have a fire sale at some point. Uh, Randy Gregory already traded uh, to the Niners. Uh, Frank Clark, it looks like he's going to get moved or cut. Jerry Judy looks like a prime uh, trade candidate right now. So this is kind of what I said on the Wednesday show. They are ripping everything down from the studs and building it back up. Uh, Unfortunately, Russell Wilson will still be a part of that team for the foreseeable future anyways. Mm -hmm. But, uh, Chiefs roll, easy Chiefs win. Uh, the line right now is Chiefs ten and a half. Do they cover that tonight, Cam? Yeah, I think so. I mean, as long as they keep their foot on the gas pedal, the Broncos aren't stopping them. Yeah. So I just hope for that Russ can actually keep this game somewhat interesting. But at the end of the day, it should be close. Me, I'm betting uh I'm betting Blaine Gabbert anytime touchdown. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> All right, let's get into uh, this week six preview here, starting off with another London game, Ravens at the Titans. The Ravens, uh, wait, let let me see. Ravens minus four, total set at 41 and a half. Uh, Mm -hmm. The Ravens, unlike the Bills, showed up to London at at a normal time in the week. I think they got there yesterday. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Smart, very smart. Uh, But both teams are going to be dealing with the jet lag and whatever uh the ravens i don't know they just their wide receiver group had like they played terrible last week that's the whole reason why they lost that game i'm expecting a bounce back performance from them this titans team is solid but eh, it's just there's nothing inspiring not not great team uh i'm expecting a big bounce back from the ravens this week no not at all and i mean i'll let you go to whatever points that you want to make but yeah no i just i'm looking for uh, lamar to really make a statement with this game you know things have been a little bit shaky and i know that his receivers have not been helping him but at the end of the day they got to get this done against a weaker team and get themselves Mm -hmm. back on track you know the afc is so good you gotta keep you know win your winnable games uh otherwise you're never gonna have a chance especially after you lose the game with the steelers you gotta keep pace 
So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm looking for Lamar to show that he's an MVP type guy today or this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that we both expect a Ravens win and a Ravens bounce back performance after the terrible showing last week. Uh, I don't think there's any other notes. I think that the Ravens are starting to slowly get healthy again, but uh, I think let's just keep moving on. Uh, First game up in the one o'clock slate commanders at Falcons Falcons minus two and a half total set at 42 and a half Desmond Ritter undefeated at home. Does it undefeated at home for his career? Yeah. Episode this week. I didn't even know that that was a college thing as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Now it's, yeah, I mean, just unbelievable in general that he's kept that streak going, uh, even in the NFL. I don't think he's played that many home games over, <laughs> I think he's only at like four or five so far, but either way, undefeated at home in the NFL. Uh, this is the game where the Falcons, they have the better team on paper. It's just whether or not the game script goes their way and they can run the ball early and make sure Desmond Ritter doesn't throw the ball, even though Desmond Ritter... He looked pretty good throwing the ball last week. Uh, Commanders kind of got shellacked by the Bears. Maybe a bounce back spot for them. Uh, I saw, uh, what was it? It was the Commanders are like the streak breakers (laughs) where they broke the Ravens uh, preseason win streak uh, this year. And who did they play? The Bears. Oh, yeah. The Bears were 14 straight losses and then the commanders lost and then beat that streak. Yeah. So if we're buying into commanders breaking streaks, uh, could happen, but I'm, this is the game where I have no real lean. I have no idea what's going to happen. It's really a coin flip. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think both teams have more talent than what they've shown this season. You know, that wide receiver mm-hmm. group in Washington is a lot better than what they've been getting out of them. And yeah. I just, I don't know. To me, I think that team is just at the point where they need a fresh start from the top down with coaching and quarterback play and everything. And hopefully that comes this off season and, you know, losing games like this will go a long way towards them getting a nice quarterback prospect to build around in the future. Yeah. But, uh, and then for the Falcons, they're a fun team. Um, I'd like to see them keep going with it. And I, I like Ritter, but I obviously know his limitations. And uh, I don't know. I probably picked the Falcons, but again, like you said, it's not a super strong opinion one way or the other. No, like, and I mean, do we do we think that the Commanders are going to be in a position to move on from Sam Howell next year? Because I don't think so. I think that the roster's too good, and Sam Howell is decent enough to keep them they out could of be- the. Caleb Williams conversation for sure and in that Drake May. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're going to finish dead last by any means, but they're kind of an interesting spot where they've got a new ownership group that just came in who might want to be aggressive and take that big stamp on their franchise. So, you know, who knows if they finish in that like 7 to 10 range, they could be a really big candidate for a trade up and mm-hmm. maybe even uh, cleaning house up top and someone like a Ben Johnson could head on down there with a fresh new quarterback and with a great no, because Eric Bieniemy is the future head coach of that team. Well, we'll see. <laughs> well, I know. I think he literally is. Ron Rivera hey, is definitely gone. If he is, that's great, and I think he's a great offensive mind. But either way, they they're not going anywhere with the regime in power right now. No, no. Again, I think NFC wild card kind of wide open. Commanders could do it. This is a big game if. For both teams, playoff considerations. I mean, the NFC South is just dog shit. So even if the Falcons lose this one, they can still probably win that division. But <laughs> uh, last note up for the Falcons, which could be the big uh, game changer in this. They traded for Van Jefferson. So <laughs> I don't know. That's just another weapon for Desmond Ritter to not use out there. And I say weapon and <laughs> Van Jefferson's. Yeah, honestly. I mean, I mean, he's still wide receiver three on this team because they got no one. But. Yeah, no, he'll he'll play a big role, and I think too coming from a McVay system where he's been relied upon as a run blocker as well will really suit the offense with our, the way Arthur Smith likes to run it. Mm-hmm. So I think he's a good pickup, but I'm not expecting anything flashy. No. Uh, next 
uh, next game up, we got your team Niners at Browns Niners minus nine total set at 37 and a half. This line opened at minus four. Did it not? I saw minus seven this afternoon. I didn't realize it was up to nine. That's the like, yeah, like I, I think with the Watson news and it looks like he's trending to not playing. Uh, yeah. Which I mean, That's... we saw how well that Browns offense looked when they put on uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson. <laughs> He looked awful. I think PJ Walker's in line to get the start this week, but uh the not like I don't even know what to say, but like there's nothing there's no weak point on the Niners right now. No. Nope. It's just they they roll it's everybody, fun. their defense is great. It's just yeah, it's I'm sure you're having a blast, but I'll let you I'm, go. Here. I'm looking forward to this game just to see uh, how they do against another really good defense. You know, especially early in the game. Um that Cowboys game was kind of a letdown in terms of like that test. And I think this Browns yes, defense yeah. is really good. So I'm excited to see if uh, they keep it going. And at the end of the day, I think this team is good enough that there's nobody in the league on paper that can stand toe to toe with them. So it's really just a matter of do they beat themselves or can they maintain that consistency week in and week out? Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially with the young quarterback that everyone's waiting for them to fall off. I'm really excited for uh, another good test this weekend. But yeah, the, and the Browns are going to score seven points max. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't see a way, like any way that they move the ball up the field. I mean, it used to be just give it to Nick Chubb and he can get you five yards. And now he's gone. No Watson. And let's just talk about fucking... Deshaun Watson, I don't know what happened, but he was like this close to playing in that week four matchup. And then they're like, no, okay, he won't play. We'll have the bye. He'll be good to go for week six. And now all of a sudden he's not good for week six anymore. I Uh, think I saw online that he's got a bruised rotator cuff. So I don't know. (sighs) That seems to me like he's something's going on there. Like it doesn't, something's not adding up with the fact that like, you should be going at this point. And like the coach is telling the media that he could have went. And now two weeks later, he's still not going. Yeah. So not adding up there. And I'm sure we'll get an answer soon enough, but Deshaun Watson realizes that he is not a good quarterback anymore and just wants to sit on the sideline collecting that money. Last Browns note though, uh, tight end David. Bosa. Everyone should be scared of Nick Bosa. Yeah. Um, yeah, last Browns note, though, tight end David Njoku. Uh, in that same game that Watson missed in week four, it was David Njoku was questionable. And if you haven't seen the picture of the burn marks that have left on his face, because I was picturing, like, oh, he burnt himself a little bit. Like, no, like, that man could have, like, died. It looked <laughs> that bad. Uh, absolutely unbelievable. Like a superhero I- villain. <laughs> yeah, he does. I mean, fuck, when he walked into the stadium, he looked like a superhero villain. Like, yeah. You saw, yeah. But either way, shout out to David Njoku for playing through that type of injury. I can't imagine how painful that would have been wearing a helmet and just mm-hmm. getting tackled in general. Um, yeah, no kidding. And fuck you to Sean Watson. You're a pussy. Um, <laughs> we can go to the next game saints at Texans. saints minus one and a half total set up 41 and a half um this seems like a texans at home texans have been pretty good the saints are just i mean they're the saints i mm-hmm. this is exact i don't know they're just a they're a fine nfl team we like the texans we like the texans because they're trending up I, again this is a game where i don't really have many leans on because I do like the Saints defense, but mm-hmm. CJ Stroud has just been dicing all season. No interceptions. Has the record for most attempts without an interception. Yeah. Uh I think I don't know. It's, no, I think it's the Saints are almost like the definition of a perfectly average football team. Yeah. Where it's like they don't really do anything exceptionally well, but they're also not really bad at anything. They're kind of just fine, like you said, at everything. Yeah. So week in, week out, they're going to do what they're going to do. It'll be a nice opportunity for you know a young coach-quarterback combo to take that step against a team that they're chasing at this point. You know, because as much fun as the Texans have been, they're still not 
jumping up that power rankings anytime soon. You know, they've still got to beat teams like the Saints to prove that they're better than teams like the Saints. Yeah. I think I'm looking I'm looking through my power rankings quickly right here. I had the Texans at 16 and the Saints at 22. But I think that my 14 to like 22 team is all the same in my opinion. There's no for sure. And I mean a no. lot of times too people are going to bump teams up the power rankings that they enjoy watching rather than yeah. you know a team like what the Saints are this year or even like for example what the Patriots have been the last couple of years. You know, yes. Obviously, this year's different with them, but like Way they're different. just average, good football teams, but they're nothing fun and nothing exciting. No. So we tend to know them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like I, this is a good test for CJ Stroud. Who did the Texans play last week? Because they no, they played the Falcons last week. Yes. And I like the Falcons' defense. I think the Saints' defense is more of a unit. They've played more together. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is probably going to be the best defense CJ Stroud has played this season. They played the Steelers, so never mind. But uh, yeah, they kicked the shit out of the Steelers. <laughs> they did kick the shit out of the Steelers. So I don't know. This this is a game where Derek Carr could literally just throw the game away and the Texans win. Uh, mm-hmm. If they play mistake free football, then the Texans are going to have to play very good on offense. But we don't have to talk much more about this game. No, let's keep I going. Gonna say, I'm going to cheer for my guy, D'Amico Ryans, but I'm not putting my money anywhere in this game. No. Uh, we are moving on. Next game up. Panthers at Dolphins. Total set at 47 and a half. Dolphins minus 13 and a half. We're going to kill them. Like yeah. the, the Panthers are just flat out. Actually, I don't think the Panthers are one of these like truly bad teams yeah they're the last winless team in the league but actually no i can't even talk myself into that that they're like okay (laughs) their defense is it's it's uh like their defense is hurt like it's brian burns and Derek brown on that defensive line and then nothing really else around it their secondary is buns right now and tyree can waddle and maybe chase claypool i don't know i think they the Dolphins are going to have a field day like they do with every other team that they've played, except technically the Bills, even though we still had like 400 yards of offense in that game. But that's yeah. beside the point. No, yeah. it's, it's another one of those games where odds are it'll be a good team is able to go out there and practice against a live opponent. It's, mm-hmm. you know, that's the, the fun way of saying it. But, you know, I just think that, like you said, the, the Panthers don't really stack up at any unit. Bryce Young has struggled. Uh, I think it's a good opportunity for Miami to hopefully get their defense on track and build some confidence with a nice low scoring mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just try to fill time as I look up the Dolphins injury report quickly. But yeah, I'm excited to watch this game because I haven't watched many Bryce Young full games, obviously. Uh, Let's just see what he looks like. Because, I mean, people are ripping him apart five games into his career very unfairly. for Because he's not in a great offensive situation. It's him and Adam Thielen, which, yeah. not good. Um, Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was looking at Jalen Phillips. Right. <laughs> yeah, because I'm, yeah. like So, like you said, I hope that this is a, the Dolphins defense looked very good against the Giants. Last week, the Giants stink, so they should. This is another test where, okay, we got guys on this defense. Let's show up. Let's show out. Let's mm-hmm. let's just. These are the games that we, it should be. No questions. Easy, easy win. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw Tyreek on Twitter was already uh, was already kind of overlooking this game and tweeting at Darius Slay that he can't wait yeah. till next weekend, which is uh, very very funny. Um. I don't know. It's like one of those things where the good to become that truly top tier team, you just have to be good week in and week out. And mm-hmm. you know, that's just something that the Dolphins have another opportunity to show that they belong in that super contender level. Exactly. Um, I don't see anything about Jalen Phillips on an injury report. Oh, there it is. One day ago, Jalen Phillips was limited 
was limited on Wednesday. So hopefully he's going to play. I want to see him play because mm-hmm. I thought he was going to have this huge breakout year. Hopefully he gets in this game and as he played, sacks. he played in the chargers game and he left in the Patriots game and then he hasn't played since. So oh, shitty, but uh, let's crossing. keep going on this. Yeah, this should be the best one o'clock game. Also, as we're talking, the Niners line has now shifted to minus nine to minus eight and a half. Um, but yeah, this I think will be the best one o'clock game of the weekend. Seahawks at Bengals, total set of 44 and a half. Bengals minus two and a half. Do we believe that the Bengals are, are fully back on offense? It looks like T. Higgins is going to play too. Do we think that this offense is fully back or did they play the Cardinals last week and Jamar Chase just took advantage of no one playing corner against him? Yeah, I mean, that's what we're going to find out this week, obviously. Um, I like to hope so because the NFL is just better when Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are balling out together. Agreed. And at the same time, I hope it's true because I want them to crush the Seahawks and give the Niners even more cushion in that NFC West. God, not that they're really going to need it, but you know, it's always nice to see your division rivals lose. Yeah, uh, is Jamal Adams going to play in this game? Because I know I don't even know he, if he played last week, did he? He no, did. And, oh, yeah, right, right, right. He played two weeks ago against the Giants and then played five snaps, got a concussion, got pissed at the uh, at the NFL evaluator guy, and <laughs> yeah, so he so he should be good. Um, yeah, this hey. is just a good good matchup on both sides. I am a fan of this Seahawks defense. And I think the Seahawks defense has been trending in the right direction. Obviously they played the giants whose offense is abysmal and offensive line is hurt tremendously. And also one of the worst offensive lines in football, but I'm excited to see what Tariq Woolen and uh Devon Witherspoon can do against Chase and Higgins. I think that'll be a fun matchup. Uh, in even the Bengals defense, I really like the Bengals defense a lot. That unit has been trying to carry the Bengals for the through the mm-hmm. first four weeks of the season, and then finally the offense showed up. But I don't know. These yeah. are two teams that I expect to be in the playoffs by the end of the year. Uh, should be a good game. I don't know if I'm going to... If I have any strong leans in this, I guess we'll find out in the pick I also have no idea what my picks are going to be. The, the work nice. day was so hectic today where I didn't even have time to like go through my picks and figure it out. But uh, uh, this okay. is usually what I do. I just kind of talk. I just talk about the matchups and then I figure it out. And I'm 500 on the season. So hasn't been that bad. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, next one o'clock game. Colts at Jags. Uh Seems kind of early for both of their divisional matchups to just be done uh, six weeks into the season. Uh, Jags minus four, total set at 44 and a half. Uh, Colts, QB news, Anthony Richardson, it looks like he's going to be out four to eight weeks was the timeline that I saw for him, which absolutely sucks. Uh, Gardner Minshew will be in this game. Uh, When the Jags played the Colts first time around, it was a closer game than people expected in week one, but the Jags pulled away late. I think that they covered. Uh, yeah. I, I don't they know. scored a really late touchdown to get the cover. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a lot of faith in the Colts and Gardner Minshew. I like Gardner Minshew a lot, but you know that he's a one dimensional quarterback and you don't really have to worry about him For in sure. general and him passing. As long as the Jags stop this run game, uh, and really, I mean, stop Zach Moss. Zach Moss has been on an absolute tear. You don't have to worry about Jonathan Taylor right now, but <laughs> Colts might have a two-headed monster, but I think if Jags stop their run game, Jags should win this game. I don't know why they why they would lose this game. I agree. Uh, we were talking about this earlier, though, in the group chat, and uh, mm-hmm. it is kind of interesting that they don't have the bye week after spending you know, the last two weeks in London. So... It's going to be like, and it's not even like it was just a quick trip and it's like, go back to normal. It's like you were there for two weeks. Like those guys got used to that time zone and now they're coming back. And I know going back is a little easier, but I don't know. It's still interesting to me. And, uh, you know, division rival games are always close. We'll see what happens. I 
do think it'll be a very close game. I like to see Trevor Lawrence kind of show that he's the guy that we saw at the end of last year again and really take this game over because mm-hmm. he's the best player in this game and he needs to prove it because he hasn't shown yeah. that much this season. We've seen flashes so far, mm-hmm. but at this point, he's in what year three? Yeah. Yeah. We have to start seeing the consistency. And I mean, those two fumbles in the Bills game last week absolutely tanked whatever credible stat line he could have come, come out with. Uh, For sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep going. Last one o'clock game Vikings minus three against the Bears. Bears are at home. Total set at 43 and a half. That's a really interesting game to me. This is, I, I was just about to say, I don't know why the Vikings are favorites. Especially, especially on the And especially with Justin Jefferson not playing. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But, you know, I think it's definitely going to be a game where we're going to see some points being scored, though. Because neither team has a very good defense, and both teams have pretty fun offenses. Yeah. We'll see. And I'm excited to see what uh, Jordan Addison does in the wide receiver one role. Mm -hmm. And that'll be a big... uh, I mean, this is really it for him. I mean... Without Justin Jefferson, he should be the clear number one. I think KJ Osborne is going to be the number one because he's been their number two for the entire season so far. It'll but, be a one, uh, one B, I think. Exactly. And I think Addison has every chance to win that number one receiver job with Jefferson mm-hmm. out and eventually win that number two job once Jefferson comes back, if he comes back. Because there's some rumors where he might just shut himself down for the rest of the season because... What's the fucking point? But, yeah, I mean, if the Vikings keep tanking, I totally wouldn't blame them. And this is also a good opportunity for Addison. You know, if the Vikings do go into fire sale mode and, you know, trade away Kirk and trade away some of their key, like, uh, pillars of their team, mm-hmm. I don't see a reason why you wouldn't uh, get maximum value for Justin Jefferson to kickstart your rebuild. And this is an opportunity for Jordan Oof. Addison to show that he can be that guy. And, you know, build confidence in that organization around them. That would be would be insane, but at the same time, if they have a chance at Caleb Williams or Drake May, oh. and their yeah. receiving core is Jefferson, Addison, and Hawkinson, mm-hmm. the Suns, the three Suns. Um, Obviously, that would if, be, you can, if you can get a quarterback like that, you don't need the kickstart to your. Uh, yeah, to your rebuild. But if yeah. they don't get one of those top two guys, then Fair. I think all Fair. options need to be on the table. Fair. Uh, talk about the Bears quickly, because I mean, Justin Jefferson in the last two, or Justin Fields in the last two weeks has eight passing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. The Bears' offense looks completely uh, rejuvenated right now. Looks like how it did. Actually, it did, doesn't even look like how it did at the end of last year, because now it is Justin Fields passing the ball, I mean, mainly all to DJ Moore, but regardless, DJ Moore is making those catches. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Let's let's keep this Bears offense going. I like Justin Fields. I still think that he can be a franchise guy. Whether it'll be for the Bears, I don't know at this point, but I think Justin Fields will be a starter next year. Don't know what team that's going to be on. Maybe the Falcons. Um, We'll see. But, yeah. Um, I'm still not sold on uh, Fields. I mean, even with uh, the crazy stat line he had last week, it was like he was only 52% completion on the day, and 83% of his passing yards came to DJ Moore. And I'm pretty sure it was like over <laughs> it 50% it of DJ Moore's yards were yards after catch. So I don't. I think it's a little bit of an artificial stat line for Fields last week. I'd like to see him, you know, get more consistent with his passing before I really think that he deserves that next contract. But mm-hmm. there's no denying he's a dynamic athlete, and he's fun to watch. Yeah, that is that is a fact. Uh, last note for the Bears, I just looked it up. Uh, Roshan Johnson, it looks like he's trending towards not playing. Uh, so let's see if Deonta Foreman can regain some of what he had kind of for the last season in a bit. Uh I think it's going to be him and Darrington Evans in that backfield, and that might be a big reason why this Bears offense might take a little bit of a dip. If all the Vikings need to do is focus on DJ Moore, things could stall out. I don't really see 
yeah. not happening, but just, uh, just another opportunity for Justin Fields to show that he's a guy. Exactly. Exactly. That's a very good point. Uh, we will move on to the four o'clock games. <sighs> this game sucks. Patriots at Raiders Raiders minus three total set at 41 and a half. Um, you the are Patriots are the worst team. Yeah, like the Patriots are the worst team in football, right? Like with the injuries that the they've sustained on defense. Yeah, with in the injuries on defense now, they got nothing on offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they definitely have the worst offense in football. Raiders minus three. Like the Raiders should, should roll. I don't think the Raiders are a very good team, but what I've seen from the Patriots the last two weeks where they've been outscored. Mm-hmm. Quick math, quick math. 69 points. Good for them, actually. <laughs> um, no, yeah, you're I right. It's, I don't know. I think they're at a very interesting crossroads, obviously, with uh, regard to Mac and Belichick and everything going on there. Uh, I don't know. I But at the same time, I always get leery of these teams where it's just like everyone's dumping on you. You're down and you're locked, blah, blah, blah. Bill Belichick is still a great coach, and if he could get yes. everybody fired up for this game, it's not like the Raiders are some juggernaut. They can win, and especially no. against one of his former uh, assistant coaches and everything, mm-hmm. and his mm-hmm. former, the guy he wanted in Garoppolo, blah, blah, blah. I think that the Pats, if it doesn't happen this week with all those extra motiva- motivational factors, then uh, there needs to be a serious conversation. But until I see that happen, I still think this could be a close game. Boring, yeah, no fun game, but close. Yeah, I I feel like the only way that the Patriots can win this game is if their defense plays very very well. And I mean that's been the Pats' formula since Brady left. The defense has to play very very well for them to win. Uh we'll see. They're going against Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. So, yeah, yeah, I don't give the Pats much of a chance but I don't count Bill Belichick out of any matchup that he is in. No. That's for damn sure. But it'll be interesting yeah. to see what happens. Uh, mm-hmm. But I like I'm, I like my guy Garoppolo. So, go Raiders. <laughs> uh, moving on to the 425 games here. Uh, Lions at Buccaneers. Lions minus three and a half. Total set at 42 and a half. Everything in my body is telling me to hammer the Lions minus three and a half. They're the third best team in the NFC right now. I like what the Buccaneers are doing, but it's Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers. I don't think the coaching staff is that great either. Uh, But there's something about this Buccaneers team that is just working. And I don't know what it is. The defense is playing well. Baker kind of has some of his moxie, like, fuck you attitude again. Uh, this is a game I'm excited for. I think if the Bucs play this, I mean, if the Bucs win, the Bucs are easily the best team in the NFC South by a mile. Mm-hmm. If Even if they play a close game, though, the Bucs are moving up in my power rankings regardless. Yeah, for sure. I, I like this Lions team a lot, but the Bucs are fun. Like you said, Baker's got his swagger back to a certain degree, and I'd love to see him keep it going because, again, Baker Mayfield is fun to watch and everybody wins when mm-hmm. he's having fun yep. out there. So, and this, I mean, this Bucks team is kind of interesting because it's like everybody last year was saying it's just like how good the roster was and with Brady, blah, 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 they're Super Bowl contenders. And obviously that didn't happen, but it's like the roster hasn't changed that much. It's still got two good receivers. It's got a decent old line. It's got, you know, Baker's having fun out there. The defensive line is good. They've got some playmakers. It's not a bad team. They just needed the consistency. And I think there was a toxic element to the team last year with between Brady mm-hmm. and Bruce Arians and all that. But no, I think this Bucks team is a lot of fun. And I'm going to be cheering for them, that's for sure. But <laughs> at the same time, this, this Lions team is really good. Yeah, and I mean, the Lions team that didn't have Amon Ra or uh, Gibbs last week, I'm looking at the injury report right now for both teams. Amon Ra is tracking to play. He's been a full participant. He was a full participant in practice. Jameer Gibbs hasn't practiced this week. Uh, Sam Laporta also just got added to the injury report. I think that he'll be fine. That's probably just like Mm -hmm. he got banged up in 
practice, just put them on the injury report because you have to. But mm-hmm. uh, you want to talk about the uh, Lions head coach, Dan Campbell, and the comments that he has made about uh, Gibbs and Montgomery and about how Gibbs is a change of pace back and you can't give someone like that 20 to 25 carries in a season. That's why we have David Montgomery. Maybe don't pick the guy at 12th overall if you don't think that he's going to be a workhorse yeah. guy for you. And maybe that's changed after they've seen him in training camp and practice and realize, oh, he can't be that do-it-all guy that we thought he was going to be. But well, it's interesting. crazy comments for that to be your... And, and yeah. it's interesting because like all through camp, all we heard was that Gibbs was going to be the Alva Camara to this offense. And now the season started mm-hmm. and it's like, He's not like you said. He's been the change of pace back, you know. And there are, I think, certain nuances to the running back game that Gibbs is learning. Like I saw, mm-hmm. I forget who it was. Somebody broke it down on TV. They're talking about like the little things that Montgomery does well, you know, pass blocking and just running in a way that you can fall forward and get those extra yards. Whereas Gibbs has just been all about power and dynamic elements and all that. You know, mm-hmm. these are things that. Gibbs is going to learn and he's going to get really good at it. He's got all the potential in the world. But, yeah, like you said, to use that pick on a guy that at this point is a change of pace back doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. And, I mean, if you were to change, like, the Lions pick where it was Brian Branch and Sam Laporta in the first round and then put Jack Campbell and Jameer Gibbs in the second, everyone would be loving their draft class. And, I mean, they still have a very good draft class, Gibbs, I mean, I'm assuming that he'll get it going at some point, but I we gotta. That has to get there. Yeah, it'll get there. I think it's the Lions are also kind of in a spot where, for the first time, like I can remember, they're they're winning. You know, yeah. this isn't about developing their players anymore. This is about going out there and executing. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if Campbell doesn't feel like Gibbs is the best back, he doesn't play. That's yeah. the reality of the NFL. Because mm-hmm. ideally they want to do what the Saints did with Kamara and Mark Ingram and have that big one-two punch. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see that next year. But right now, have not seen it. Uh, let's keep going, though. Uh, Cardinals at Rams. NFC West Divisional Battle. Rams minus seven. Total set at 48 and a half. Uh, Can they both I'm just going to... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's... Yeah. So we're betting on a tie then. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of done with the Cardinals being like, oh, they're a tough team. They're playing well. They are, but they're just flat out not a good NFL roster. And if they had a good NFL roster, they would be in these games and competing. And mm-hmm. But the roster is so bad, they will not compete. Rams minus seven, though. It's a lot of points. That is a lot of points. And aren't the Cardinals home? Or is the Rams nope, home? the Rams are at home. Rams okay, are at home. makes a little bit more yeah. sense, but still... It's a big number. Um, but this Rams team has been fun. You know, Stafford looks like he's back to being Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. He got Cooper Cup back, and he looked great last week to compliment uh, Puka. Kyron Williams looks like another diamond in the rough, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, you don't need to be a superstar to have success in a McVay, Shanahan, McDaniel offense. No, so, you do not. He's giving yeah. them enough right now. Yeah, um, like this should be a game where the Rams offense just fires on all cylinders and torches this Cardinals defense that has been playing relatively well given their circumstances, Mm -hmm. but uh, I think with the Cardinals too, it's a little bit of, you know, new coach, quarterback we haven't seen before. Yeah, Now everybody's starting to get tape and they're getting figured out and they don't have the talent to adapt. So no. It's been fun, um, but I just hope yeah. Caleb Williams doesn't land on my division next year. God, you should hope so. <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, I just think the Cardinals are going to stick with Kyler Murray. I think that that's kind of where they're going to be, where they're going to end up. I think Kyler's probably going to come back at some point this year. I hope but... so. <laughs> just so they play themselves out of Caleb Williams? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a big Kyler fan to begin with, so if they want to no. stick with him for the future, by all means, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think there's really much to talk about. I think we just both think that the Rams are the better team, the better roster. They should win this game. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, let's keep going. Last 
430, 425 game. Eagles at Jets. Eagles minus seven. Jets or total set at 40 and a half. Jets are at home. Um, This should be a much higher line. I know that the Jets have been playing relatively good ball the last two weeks. Uh, The defense is still one of the better defenses in football. But they're not going to be able to contain this Eagles offense through four quarters. And and you know who's going to be on his ass for the entire game? Zach Wilson. Because this Eagles front seven is going to be after him all game. They are going to shut down the run game in Brees Hall. And I don't see Zach Wilson having another miraculous game. I mean, and I say miraculous, even his game against the Chiefs where everyone was praising him, he was yeah. fine. He was pretty <laughs> good. Yeah. But for Zach Wilson, that's the biggest accomplishment in his NFL career. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like you said, he looks okay and everyone's freaking yeah. out like there's progress being made. But no, like you said, the Eagles should roll this game uh, as long as it's – like I feel like a broken record here, but it's another opportunity for a good team to just have that consistency week in, week out. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously cheering for the Jets because I uh, want to be the only undefeated team left. But uh, <laughs> no, at the end of the day, Eagles winning by anything less than ten would be disappointing. No, I'm I'm completely I'm I'm right there with you, and also. Uh, Probably the Jets' best offensive lineman, Elijah Vera Tucker, is now out for the season. So that is another huge loss for them on that offensive line. Yeah, this is going to be, this Eagles front seven is just going to be feasting all afternoon. Um, I'm still kind of holding out hope that the Vikings go with fire sale mode. Kirk Cousins ends up in New York. I think that team is a lot of fun. They just don't have the quarterback play. And landing someone like Kirk Cousins just for the season, you know, don't give up. But I'm not saying give up two first for him or anything. But no, you know, and I know Kirk also has the no trade clause, so that complicates things. But like, I just think it'd be a great opportunity for him to get back into the playoffs with a good team and really prove that he can have a good playoff run and earn that next contract. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean, he ends up on New York and wins a game or two in the playoffs. God, I mean. He could get a massive contract, probably add another ten million dollars to his salary. I keep forgetting that Kirk's going to be a free agent next year, and that'll be someone's going to give him a shit ton of money. Oh, absolutely! But and I mean, he kind of deserves it, I guess. I mean, yeah, uh, by, by NFL standards, he's a good quarterback, but he's nothing. Yeah, that's going to take you over spectacular. No, exactly. Um, okay, Sunday night football now. Giants at Bills, total set of 44 and a half. Bills minus 14 and a half. Um, can the Bills hit this total by themselves? I think that they can. Yeah, they definitely can. I think, and the Bills are going to be very pissed off with how that how they played last week. Um, I'm going to look up quickly if Daniel Jones is fine or not. That yeah, I was gonna say the he did leave that injury report was fucking longer than their roster. Last time <laughs> I saw. Here, I will I will pull up their injury report, but like the, the Bills, and I mean even with the losses to the Bills defense with Trey White and Matt Milano and Daquan Jones, this Giants offense just flat out sucks. Uh, yeah. no, so there's no real concern. It's a good opportunity, actually, for the Bills to uh, test out a couple guys for the next man up mentality that they're going to mm-hmm. have. You know, the one out, Trey White's obviously a massive loss, and cornerback one's a hard spot to replace. The good mm-hmm. part about it is, is that at least a defensive tackle and middle linebacker are two of the easier plug and play spots. I'd agree with so that, yeah. I, at least in that sense, if they can find some good internal options. Great. If not, maybe look at the trade deadline uh, coming up. But no, mm-hmm. I, this is a good opportunity for them to really test the test their internal depth and you know guide their plan for the way that they're going to approach the trade deadline. No. Uh, yeah. So I got their injury report up here. So Indy did not participate, and this is today, Thursday. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Daniel Jones didn't participate. Aziz Ojolari, offensive line, Matt Pert, John Michael Schmitz, and Andrew Thomas all did not participate. And then we get to the guys who were limited, and that's rookie corner Deontay Bakes, Banks, uh, Saquon, DJ Davidson, Cordell Flott, Shane Lemieux, Micah McFadden, Marcus McKeithen, never heard that name before, uh, Evan Neal, Wandale Robinson, Darren Waller. So this is a very, very, very... Very, very, very hurt Giants team. And the Bills are pissed off. I think that the Bills are going to be... God, I have... I I, I have no idea if you've seen what my matchups are for the Cover Zero, uh, the Cover Zero Fantasy League right now. Nope. But... So I got Allen and James Cook playing against the Giants. Mm-hmm. Then I have Mostert playing against the Panthers. I have Puka and Cooper Cup playing against the Cardinals. I have Travis Kelsey against Denver. And then I'm still starting Zay Flowers in my flex against Tennessee. Yeah, I'm looking right now. Every single one of them is a green matchup. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I need a linebacker in. Oh, did I end up picking? Oh, I did. I need Khalil Herbert to get put on IR because <laughs> I picked him up. And just put H. I might just drop my. Is he? Oh, okay. good. He is there. There we go. HA and IR. Boom. Thank you. Okay. Um. Yeah, the Bills are going to kill them. I think we can just move on. Uh, Monday <laughs> like night. We just, the Giants are so boring. We just started talking about fantasy football in the middle of the preview. There's like, like the, the Giants are going to be picking top five easily next year. And they should be looking for their QB of the future because it's not Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is a fine, I guess, quarterback, uh, but he's not a I franchise have no idea guy. The way his uh, contract is structured, but even just having him there next year is fine. Yeah, so I think I think they have. I think there's an out next year after his contract, which. Yeah. Hell, I mean, someone might trade something for Daniel Jones. I mean, if Brock Osweiler got moved for what yeah, was it? Someone wrong. gave yeah. If Brock Osweiler got traded, I think it was Brock and a third round pick to the Texans or the Texans. Yeah. Either way, someone someone will probably try to give up something for Daniel Jones, who thinks they're maybe a quarterback away. Daniel Jones better than Desmond Ritter. I'm going to keep saying that the Falcons need a quarterback until they don't. Uh Let's go to Monday Night Football, though. Uh, This should be a very fun matchup, hopefully. Uh, Cowboys at Chargers. Cowboys minus two and a half. Total set at 50 and a half. That's a very high total. It's a very high total for a Cowboys team. Cowboys defense that should be extremely pissed off with how they played last week. Uh, Chargers offense is obviously very good. They're rolling. I think Austin Eckler is also back this week. Uh... It'll I do expect the, yeah, I do expect the Chargers to win this game though. I am just, I'm out on the Cowboys until I see their offense have a good game, and I'm not even talking about great game, just a good solid game on offense because they have not had that unless their defense is gifting them turnovers where they can get short field and score. Yeah, no, I agree with you. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't like betting on the Chargers in big primetime opportunities, but uh, nope. Uh, I don't know. This I don't know. At the same time, though, this Dallas team is, they've got a lot of really good players on that team, and they got embarrassed, so teams like that do tend to like to bounce back, so we'll mm-hmm. see what happens. I'm just excited because it'll actually be two teams with exciting players going on at primetime game, mm-hmm. which, you know, it feels like it's been a while since we've had, especially a Monday nighter with uh, yeah, that's- quality opponents. No more Green Bay versus the Raiders. Give me uh, <laughs> God, that game sucks. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for this game. I think this is a very, this is a who, whoever wins this game is obviously trending up for the rest of the season, and we can be like they're one of the good teams. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think it's honestly going to come down to which coach is less of an idiot between Brandon yeah. Staley and Mike McCarthy, where. That is a coaching matchup for the ages. Um, it might be another game to bet on a tie. <laughs> you're, you're, you're probably not wrong. Uh, yeah, uh, that does it for the week six preview. 
Let's hop right in. Actually, I should mention two teams on by this week, Packers and Steelers. Uh, I don't think I did that last week. I don't think I mentioned who was on by, but Packers and Steelers are on by. Probably should mention that at the start, but I'm doing it now. Yeah. Maybe I'll fix it next week if I remember. We'll see. I'm just uh, sad we don't get to watch TJ Watt. Otherwise, that's irrelevant. That is that is very fair. Let's get into the pick em. Uh If you are new, how we do it is we pick a favorite, a dog, an over, an under, and then a money line dog. How we did it last year is we couldn't pick anything from the same matchup. Uh, we can't pick the same uh, can't pick the same picks, but we can pick from the same games. If you like a line somewhere, and then I like the total in that game, okay. we can still do that. But uh, as my guest, Cam, where are we starting off? Well, I mean, you already know. We're going to go to fucking Niners minus seven. I guess, especially if Watson doesn't play, the Jet, uh, the Browns aren't scoring more than seven, ten points. Max. Where? Where are you seeing minus seven? Oh, sorry. That was my notes from earlier. Whatever it is. I don't care. Okay. Uh, the score has... <laughs> that's, that's very fair. Uh, the score has it as uh, minus eight and a half for the Steelers, and so does FanDuel. So you are getting yeah, Niners. I, I said Steelers. I don't know why, but uh, Niners minus eight and a half as your sure. favorite. And again, with... Uh, Honestly, I'm going to bet that anything under 10 points. After 10 points, it just is not worth it. But anything under minus uh, 9.5 and under, I'm hammering it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's... I'm, I'm going to start off with my Moneyline dog, and I'm going to pick the Chargers at home on Monday Night Football under the bright lights. Uh, I think that... Again, I really like this Dallas defense, but I think that we have seen that they are not a overall sound unit. I think they're kind of a bunch of individuals, maybe. They're not really cohesive. They got gashed in the run game uh, against the Niners, and with Austin Eckler back, I'm assuming that they're going to do the same. Keenan Allen will get open. Chargers money line. I... Not a fan of Mike McCarthy. Not a fan of Brandon Staley, but I think I might hate Mike McCarthy just slightly more. Nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go with my over. And I'm going to take the over in Cincinnati and Seattle. Over 44. I like Nice. Two great over. offenses, two average defenses and two teams that want to put on the show. Mm-hmm. So I think they should get around closer to 50. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's very fair. I mean, both offenses, I mean, we've seen in the past how, what they can do and what they can look like with all those skill position guys, both teams have. Uh, yeah, I, I think, yeah, that's a fairly low total. I think they're just kind of banking on, maybe more Burrow rust and then the Bengals defense and the Seahawks defense to do their jobs. But uh, I am a fan of that number. Let's see. I'm going to go with, I don't even know what I'm going to, Oh, I'm going to go with my over and I'm going to go over 43 and a half in Vikings bears. We talked about it. We think both of these defenses absolutely stink and the number is low enough where, I don't know. This could easily be a 20 to 24 game. But kind of interesting because uh, when I was looking at it earlier, it's uh, I had 44 and a half. So that number's actually dropped a, number, a line. Interesting. People worried about Justin Jefferson not playing, maybe. But yeah, uh, yeah I think this is just going to be the tale of two smelly defenses and the offenses yeah. just kind of doing whatever they want. So uh, over 43 and a half. Down. Never go wrong picking the Vikings in and over. There we go. <laughs> I think that's that's a very fair rule, actually. Mm-hmm. All right, you are up. Let's look here. Um, I think I'm gonna go from my under here. Uh, 
I was actually looking at potentially the under for tonight in KC Denver, 47 and a half. Uh, because I think this could be, you know, 47 and a half is a pretty big number, especially for a primetime game. Those have all been pretty low scoring this year. Mm-hmm. And I think this could be a game where the Chiefs kind of get up by like 10, 15 points and then just take their foot off the gas. And I don't think the Broncos are good enough to stop stop them, but it doesn't matter. No, I mean, I think the only thing that kind of worries me about that potential line is the Dolphins let their foot off the gas kind of midway through the third quarter and we still scored 70 points. <laughs> um, uh, this, I this, think it'll be fine. This, yeah, so so you're taking that though? You're taking yeah. under 47? Is under 47 half, I should say. Okay. No, it's 47 and a half. I was just, okay, yeah. Cool. Uh, Chiefs, Broncos. Okay, I spelled that. Okay, whatever. I'll fix it later. Okay, I I think my issue with the board this week is I like way too many favorites. Yeah, I agree. I was struggling to find options for the dogs. Like, I love the Bills. I love the Jets. I love the Lions. Actually, I don't love the Lions, but I like the Lions. Uh I like the Jags. I like the Dolphins. Uh, so I am struggling to find a dog. Ugh. Do I do it? Do I just be a Bengals hater and a Tony hater? Because that man has been an absolute menace so far this year. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Seahawks. Seahawks plus two and a half. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, I, I had that on my list as well. Yeah. It's I'm I'm a big fan of the Seahawks team. I have them making the playoffs. I have their over for eleven wins. I think their defense is trending up. Uh, let's see if Joe Burrow still has that little bit of rust against the corners that he's now facing. Instead of I don't even know who the Cardinals' number one corner is, but uh, yeah, like yeah. I said, it's see, a tough. It's a tough week for dogs, and that game should be more or less a coin flip. I think so. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. All right, Seahawks plus two and a half. Uh, we need your dog and your money line dog. All right. I'll go with my dog. I don't love it because I've been shitting on them most of the season, but I think I'm going to take the Bears plus three just because we, you know, that um, Vikings team is going to be missing Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's Kirk Cousins going to be without his true number one guy? Who knows? Bears are hot to a certain degree. And like it's, it's, I'm not picking a pick I love here, but it is what it is. Bears plus three. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, completely fair. Uh, the Bears are undefeated in their last week of football. So uh, let's see if they trending. start a new streak. <laughs> um, okay, I'm looking for my under... And I am going to go with under, where was the line that I liked? I'm going to go under 41 and a half Patriots Raiders. Uh, The Pats in their last two weeks of football have put up three, count that one, two, three points over the last two weeks. And the Raiders just flat out aren't a very good team. And I don't think that they're good enough to score three in this game by themselves uh and we talked about it a little bit but i think bill will have the upper hand at least coaching wise he's going against the guy who he went against every week in practice for a decade he knows yeah. jimmy g he knows jacoby myers uh yeah. i think they'll be able to limit their points on offense and i just don't think the patriots will score any so uh under 41 and a half patriots yeah. raiders that was the uh, next one up on my list for unders. Yeah, it's I just picked a bigger number to give myself more yeah. of a cushion, but uh, <laughs> I agree that game's going to be boring and low scoring. Yeah. All right, moneyline dog. Moneyline uh, dog. Cameron is taking the Giants. <laughs> I can imagine. What are the even listed moneyline? Plus seven hundred moneyline. That's that's looking pretty good. Yeah, that bill's minus a thousand. That's fucked. Um, this is more of a play where I don't necessarily 
believe in the team as much as I just believe in the betting trends and the situation that it is in. I'll take the Colts money line dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, division rival okay. games are always okay. close. Jags on a you know no bye week after an international trip. I don't love it, but there's not really too many money line dogs I do love. So I'll go with the team that's in the toughest situation to drop one, especially after, you know, an emotional win last week. Sometimes there's mm. a letdown afterwards. Yeah. I, again, I think that that's a very just logically smart mm. pick, smart reasoning. Uh, it's a system. Pick, yeah. There's not a I lot like of dogs to really. <laughs> that's. And I think that's all that's all you really have to say. Uh my favorite. I am gonna go with Do I take the Eagles or the Bills, Cameron? I'll let you pick. Hmm. I feel like the fuck, that's tough. Cause like I I mean I think the Eagles are probably more likely to cover. Fourteen's a big number in the NFL. I don't care how many injuries you got. So yeah. just stats wise, you go that way. But fuck that Giants team is just bad. Actually, I have made up my mind. I am taking Eagles minus seven just for the potential of a Tyrod Taylor revenge game. Uh, I <laughs> am avoiding that matchup now. <laughs> I like uh, it. so Eagles minus seven. Yeah, I. They're just a much, much, much better team than the Jets. Mm-hmm. They will roll. They will score their points. Zach Wilson is going to be fed his lunch by Jalen Carter and Fletcher Cox and Jordan Davis and Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick and Nolan Smith. I can just keep going, but yeah. uh, Eagles minus seven will be my favorite. Yeah, that's probably where I would have went if uh, I didn't like my own voice too much. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, that'll do it. Let me list off the picks quickly here uh for me favorite eagles minus seven uh dog seahawks plus two and a half over 43 and a half vikings bears under 41 and a half pats raiders chargers money line your picks we got uh niners minus eight and a half bears plus three over 44 and a half seattle cincinnati under 47 and a half chiefs broncos and colts money line I will be plugging that into FanDuel soon, hopefully. Because that was one thing that was nice about last year when I was doing this. I went 5-0 and twice in the first like seven weeks in the season. Haven't done that yet. It would be nice if the bankroll got something. Something going here, Absolutely. even though I've actually been doing, doing pretty good uh, betting this week. But Cam, thank you so much for joining. Uh, any last thoughts on the season? No. Um, no, you know, I hope everybody too good. Their, yeah. uh, <laughs> it, it's kind of a situation where I don't, my only concern is ourselves. I know that might sound super cocky, but like, you know, I think there's some teams, yeah, Dolphins might have a better offense, but at the end of the day, the defenses are just, there's no match there. We'll see what happens if it ever comes down to it. I'm pretty confident. And that's the thing. It's like, and it's like, oh, we have the better like offense, but it's also like, you guys haven't been stopped. We've been stopped. The Bills stopped us, but the Niners just keep rolling. Uh, When's your first actual matchup? Let's talk about this quickly. Uh, When's the first time you play a real opponent? I think our first when we go at Seattle, which is going to be a tough game. It always is. We have a stretch. Yep. It's like yep. at Seattle, at Philly, home against Seattle. And okay, so I got your next six weeks up here. So you got Browns, Vikings, Monday Night Football. That's going to stink. And then you got Bengals, the bye week, Jags, Bucks, Seahawks, Eagles, Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, so that Bengals be... game could be sneaky if uh, Burrow is back, but mm-hmm. I'm still not but, Okay, yeah. No. Yeah, you're, the schedule That's gets it. harder towards later in the season, but you guys are just so dominant where... And honestly, probably good to drop a couple losses instead of going into the playoffs undefeated with all that pressure. It's good to lose games sometimes. You just 
you just don't want to take down your Dolphins record. No, of course not. I want Larry <laughs> Sonka pumping that champagne like he does every year. Larry, okay. these oh no, these these three guys right here undefeated. <laughs> I think that's probably from the '72 season. I only know actually. I know who that. Wait. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. I know no. all three of their names. I thought I didn't for a second. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, like if we can get through that Seattle Philly Seattle without mm-hmm. dropping a game. I honestly think that that's uh, seventeen and zero is within our grasp, but we'll see what happens. You got to like I, I said I don't earlier, disagree. you got to stay focused every week, and it, like <laughs> you don't want to overlook somebody. You know, like I remember last year, I, everyone was freaking out. We were on our massive win streak, and we almost blew that game. I think it was to the Raiders with uh, what's his face there. Fuck. Oh yeah, when uh, we went to yeah, overtime yeah, against the Raiders. That's the game that. That's the game that Jimmy G like. There was a safety right to end that game, or a pick six, or something. No, Didn't Purdy he do something. Was in, Purdy was in that game. That was earlier in the year. But uh, oh, no, okay, was, that was yeah. Later. That was the that was yeah. But either way, like that's what happens when you overlook these teams. It's the NFL. Anybody can win any yep. week. But I trust our mm-hmm. coaching. I trust our players. The veteran leaders in that room are not going to let these guys slip. You know, you look yep. at some of these guys like. Kittle and Trent and whatever, they know that they don't have too many more kicks at this camp. They got they don't. now. They don't. And this is the best team that they've had in their careers. So, got to get it done. And I'm going to enjoy yes, it every that, single that, week. That is that is very true. Uh, again, thank you for coming on. We will end it here. If you have liked this, please like, share, retweet, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And until next time, peace.